okay? From here on, nothing goes down unless I'm involved. No blackjack, no dope deals, no nothing. A nickel bag gets sold in the park. I want in. <laughs> you guys got fat while everybody starved on the street. It's my turn. Welcome everyone to My Bleeding Ears Podcast. This is episode number 105. Mm-hmm. And this is your episode. It is mine, not yours, the audience. No, this is Jessalyn's episode. Yeah. She uh, gets to pick every five episodes, and mm-hmm. this is 105, so multiples of five, your episode. Last one of your episodes was episode 100, Nose Drive. Um, and that was kind of my pick. It was also mine. It was, I, yeah, it was a nice mutual 100th episode yeah, pick. I strongly a, agreed with you, yes. It was a good, it's a great movie, so I think doing this podcast justice with Drive, I think, was a good idea, rather than doing it with a movie like Mutant or some other yeah. piece of shit, so. Uh, <laughs> now, now that's the one you name as the worst one. I, well, I know you hate Mutant <laughs> or Blood Rain or some of the other ones Never we've seen. Blood Rain. Let's do Blood, Blood Rain. No. I would like to tear it up. Uh, well. But I would not like to watch it again. No. <laughs> the last time we did it was enough for me to never see that movie ever yeah. again. Just to see Michael Madsen just fall into a bunch of guys. And fall <laughs> out. It's just, uh, that's yeah. your action scene right there. I feel right like there. we watched it to have a laugh and we didn't. It wasn't even funny. It wasn't even funny anymore. <laughs> like even the Billy Zane parts I thought were funny just weren't funny anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I did see the sequel, and it's bad too. And then Is there it were, Uva Bowl too. Yeah, I believe okay. so. And I think there's like a third one. Pass, hard pass. Hard. <laughs> what is it? Just straight porn? <laughs> uh, maybe. <laughs> that I mean, at least if that's who you are, <laughs> yeah. I, can, I can accept it. <laughs> Shitty video game auteur Uva Bowl. <laughs> oh well, these movies. Before we get into our movie of the week, our reboots or sequels, mm-hmm. soft reboots, sequel 10 years ago, uh, from well, not from 10 years ago, but a sequel to a movie that came out 10 years ago. Yeah. And finally watched. And we'll start out with that one first. Yeah. We finally watched Zombieland Double Tap. We did. I was interested in see it, seeing it in the theaters, but we never did. And it didn't. I didn't see anyone rave about the movie. Yeah. It was just, hey, another zombie line kind of movie, and really didn't hear too much feedback about it. And now that we've seen it, I see why. I understand why. Yeah. This movie should have come out a year after the first one. Yes. <laughs> the jokes are from 2009. Which, they're, this, uh, yeah, you can, yeah, they're from 2009. They're pretty stale, yeah. They are stale, but you also have to remember, too, that the world ended 10 years ago, and that 
I'm sure not too many new jokes are going to come out around that time, too. I'll, I, I'll give it that a little bit. Okay. I do feel like the writers could have freshened it up a little bit. I did chuckle at the ride-sharing when the girl suggests yes. a ride-sharing idea, and they all think she's nuts. Right. <laughs> that yeah. was funny. That was funny. And she was also <laughs> probably the best character in this movie. She was. And the fact that everybody made fun of her, I was like, dude, she is the most entertaining part of this movie. Yes. And she was. <laughs> um, Abigail Breslin... It's horrible. Uh, so horrible that they cut her out of this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, I feel like she's still transitioning from child actor to adult and kind of struggling. Yeah, it's struggling a lot. Yeah. They they pretty much wrote her out of this movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, Emma Stone. Um, how can you make a character more unlikable than Emma Stone's yeah. character? Very unlikable. I kind of hope that she just didn't ever come. She leaves. Yeah. And I was kind of like, bye. See you later. Don't come back. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I kind of felt like with this whole movie. I, I still I still enjoyed it. I still had a pretty good time with some of the stuff. It's fine. But yeah, See. stale. Yeah. It is really stale. Um, yeah, like you said, jokes are stale. And then they just kept giving people names of states and cities. Yeah. And it, it's just... Zoe Deutsch is the best fucking character. Zoe Deutsch. (laughs) She takes the show away from Woody Harrelson. Like, come on. She does. And she's not even really written that well, but this actress really does her best with this. Yeah, it's like, let's get rid of Abigail Breslin (laughs) and let's get someone entertaining in here. And that's exactly what they did. This girl's from Ringer. That's the SMG TV show that I know that got canceled really fast. <laughs> Vampire Academy, which I've never seen, and The Disaster Artist, I do not remember her. Yeah, I don't remember her from that either. But she's very memorable in this. Yes, she is. Then <laughs> uh, we, we get some other bigger names in the movie, too, like Rosario Dawson comes out, um, Luke Wilson. But we see all these names in the credits. We, yeah. we know these people are coming sooner or later. Right. I w- will say... It was written by the guy who wrote Deadpool and Deadpool 2, and I feel like it just goes to show you how much of that movie is Ryan Reynolds being talented. <laughs> True, yeah, I'll give you that. Yeah, I'll, give, I'll say that, too. He's the one who makes the jokes that are funny. All right, yeah. One good thing, though, is that this was the original director of the first one, came back, uh-huh. Ruben Fleischer. He can do some pretty good movies, and other movies are just kind of forgettable. I feel like Venom's way underrated. I think it is, too. You know, Andy Serkis is actually directing the second Venom. Interesting. Yeah, they're already, like, right in the middle of filming and everything. Okay, does he direct? No, I don't... don't, Well, I think he might have directed before. I'm not 100% sure, but (laughs) you hang around Peter Jackson enough, I'm sure you're going to pick up a few things. Pick up a few things, yeah. Interesting. Cool, and that'll be a cool movie for him, too, Mm because he'll be able to do all the motion capture stuff or... Like, have an idea, at least. I mean... Yeah. But, yeah, uh, Ruben Fleischer, he's done comedies, horror movies, gangster movies, all sorts of stuff. So, he he's kind of like the gun for hire, it seems. Yeah. Um, I, th- I believe Zombieland, the first one, was his first movie. Okay. And Zombieland in 2009 was a very fresh, fun movie. Yes. And that's also right around the time of the, the whole zombie splurge or, or came out with yeah. the walking dead and you know the everyone was just craze. in this yeah the, yeah the craze people were just like finding zombies again after 30 years you know mm-hmm. and, and this is it came out at the perfect time for it but this time they're fast yeah <laughs> but yeah it's uh, 
it's okay. It, if you love the first one and, and you like this kind of shit, then this movie's all for you, man. But I see myself, I don't want to say I'm growing up or anything, and I'm not enjoying these kind of movies anymore. I, I'm i going to transition to the next movie of this conversation. Okay. Um, our next film, well, which is kind of a soft reboot, which is Terminator Dark Fate. It is kind of, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, because when you deal with time travel, you can pretty much do whatever you want. Yeah, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Now, I love the first Terminator movie. The second Terminator movie is also... I think the Masterpiece, third, yeah. yeah. Um, I actually like the first Terminator more than the second one. Wow. And there's one reason for that, and that's John Connor. I can't fucking stand him in that movie. <laughs> I really can't. I feel like that's the only movie where I think that... What's his name? Why did I lose his name? Eddie Furlong Eddie, is tolerable. You ever see Brain Scan? He's alright in that no, one. No, I never did. Or uh, Pineapple Express. He gets blasted in that one. Remember? No, no, not pineapple. Um, uh, Green Lantern. I'm sorry, Green Lantern. Nope. Same director. Don't remember <laughs> no, that either. Not Green Lantern. Oh shit, the green, the the Seth Rogen one. Green Hornet. Green Hornet yes. <laughs> Took me three fucking tries to get either. that movie. Yeah, I yeah exactly. I'm just forgetting yeah. crap now. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but anyway, going back to Terminator. Yeah. I I like the first one better than the second. I still like the third one. I think it's the fine. third one's yeah. fine. Different. You can you can definitely tell the difference between directing in those movies and that just keeps going from the next movie like uh terminator salvation i really didn't like all that much it was the movie i wanted to see for those past three movies but it still didn't get the movie i wanted it's pretty joyless it is yeah um terminator genesis which is actually kind of like a sequel to one or two, I think maybe one is would be would be the sequel to one because these Terminator movies just go out and and just go wherever kind of after a yeah. while. Mm-hmm. Like, and we also have the Sarah Connor Chronicles too, which right. is pretty much a, a sequel to Part Two. So uh, these timelines can go anywhere. Now with this movie, uh, it is it is a reboot of of the franchise, a sequel to Part Two. Because in the beginning of the movie, we get to see Sarah Connor with John Connor, and they're living in Mexico or some beach place. Yeah. And a Terminator comes up and kills John Connor as a kid. Yeah. I am fine with this. I'm glad that I found out before I watched it, but I'm okay with it, too. I'm yeah. fine with it. I, I know it, it kind of just erases a lot of things, but you still have those other movies to go to. Yeah. It doesn't end there. You can always go back to Terminator Salvation or whatever, which... Nah. Terminator Genesis, like I was talking about, I, I like that one. <laughs> I actually Aww. did like Terminator Genesis. I, know, I feel like maybe Jai Courtney ruined it for me. Yeah, he's pretty joyless I, in yeah. that movie. He's just terrible. Jai Courtney is a terrible actor. I'm yeah. sorry, Jai Courtney. I'm sure you're a lovely human being. They just threw a lump of clay in the, with everyone else. Yeah, and... block of wood next yeah. to Amelia Clark. Right. Yeah. Um. So yeah, not a big fan. No, uh, but... I, I see that James Cameron had a part in doing this one, yeah. so I was interested. I mean, I still like the Terminator mo- series, and I, I, I wanted to see this movie. I had to see it. I wasn't necessarily disappointed in it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things I did like in the movie. I did like the the different Terminators that are in the film. You have the, oh, fuck, the newest bad Terminator, which is pretty much just a... a a T-1000 and a T-800 mixed together to where they can form two different 
Terminators. Yeah, his like skin comes yeah, off. Yeah, that was awesome. Another Terminator. <laughs> I like that. I, I, I did like that. Uh, I like the Mackenzie Davis Grace character where she's an enhanced human. Mm-hmm. I, I like that idea. It was cool. It really wasn't touched upon all that much. Uh, you kind of left it to yourself to kind of think of all the shit you can do. Really no exposition about that. Yeah. I like that there's a new person that they need to protect. Yes, that was cool. I, I don't like know about the, that. Yeah, it's it's not necessarily John Connor. It could be anyone. Right. Yeah. Um but after like watching the movie, I got to think a bit more about it and just I thought it was really interesting how Skynet just really just didn't send one terminator at one timeline. Yeah. They sent multiple Terminators mm-hmm. at different timelines, which is going to happen. Even though they did kill off Skynet, they still sent those things from the future at a specific time. Right. So those things can still happen and did happen. And we learn later on that there are there were Terminators walking around at some point, and Sarah Connor was getting text messages from the, the Terminator that had killed John. Um, so she would go to these sites where these Terminators were, and then she'd kill them. Yeah. Which uh-huh. is, yeah, Arnold Schwarzenegger, which I thought was interesting. And maybe it's because I just finished playing Detroit Become Human again, uh-huh, which yes. is about androids who become sentient and want to have their own rights and freedom. Right. And this T-800, Arnold Schwarzenegger, T-800 slash Carl, he calls himself Carl, he's the one who killed John Connor, he starts to feel and regret and i do think that's kind of interesting yes that was that was interesting i'm not totally sold on it okay but it is interesting because we're we're being fed throughout these the entirety of these movies that there's like no feeling or anything these are create these machines were created to to either kill or perform specific uh obligations yeah, but even in Terminator 2, you see him start to really care for John, not just that he's programmed to protect him. Yeah, you could say that. I agree with that. So I, I think maybe a Terminator who's given a mis- mission has never really fulfilled that mission and lived afterward and had a life, except for Terminator Genesis, which he does have a little more, I guess humanity in genesis so i guess yeah throughout the movies they have kind of given each Mm -hmm. other uh, they have given the the terminator at least the t-800 arnold versions some sort of feeling or some sort of humanity Mm -hmm. which is fine i i I really didn't put too much into this movie i really didn't want to get my hopes up at all for sure i'm happy it was rated r at least Mm -hmm. that was cool we got to see some pretty cool action in it, but it's nothing like the James Cameron action. And in nothing the movie. has even come close to that movie. No. None of the Terminator movies since. So th- this is this is what I'm talking about. Remember in the first Terminator, where it's getting towards the end of the movie, and the Terminator finds them in the hotel room. They take off, and. The uh, Terminator is on a motorcycle, and he's chasing him in L.A., and they're mm-hmm. going through the tunnels and everything, and they're throwing bombs off the side. Not, It's not too chaotic, right? Yeah. You can focus on everything that's going on at that time, and there's suspense to that. You know, mm-hmm. you don't know exactly know what's going to happen. You haven't necessarily seen the Terminator in its full glory yet, so you don't know that yet. And 
it's just so simple, but yet you're you're, you're you don't know what's going to happen. Yes. And you're able to follow everything that's going on in that whole ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even the sound effects in that movie are are top notch. And um, once they're the cars crash, they Arnold gets into the truck and everything, and just that whole sequence leading to a one on one fight with the Terminator, I think was it was done excellently. Even yes. though now you look at that whole scene where the Terminator, you finally get to see him without the the bioorganic skin and, and stuff on or he's mm-hmm. just the machine and he's coming to open the door and you can tell it's Ray Harryhausen stop motion motion animation <laughs> through some of it. Uh, yeah, so some of the effects don't stand up. A couple scenes, but most of them do. It was cutting edge though. I remember was, seeing yeah. it and being blown away when yep. it first came out. Yeah. But then you look at this movie and it's just completely over the top. Quick cuts. Everything's flying all over yeah. the place. Um, it's just not the same. There's... It's not. It's a lot of explosions and stuff. Uh, but it is fun. It is fun. I'll give it that. Salvation and Genesis aren't any fun. Right. But a few days later, you're going to fucking forget about this movie. It's already halfway gone. Right. Yeah. Not like Terminator. Mm-hmm. Which, even Terminator 2. Which, I, I still like Terminator 2 a lot. I just yeah. can't stand fucking John Connor. <laughs> But yeah, those are uh, two movies that uh, just took way too long for a sequel. If you if you go yeah. back to uh, Terminator, it's, if it's this is a sequel after Terminator Two, it's what nearly 30, 20, 20 some years, twenty five years, even probably even more. Yeah, way too long, man. Um, too and long. I think it should be done for both of these franchises. Maybe an animated series for Zombieland, I would say, but that's about it. Maybe. Um, and I... a new script writer. <laughs> <laughs> Joss, what are you up to? <laughs> hey, this guy also wrote Wonder Woman 1984. I saw that. <laughs> so um, nervous. I hope <laughs> Patty Jenkins read it and was like, no, we're not uh, using Nope, she's not going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> she's not going to say nut up or shut up, is she? <laughs> yeah. So, but yeah, like I was saying, I... I'm just not into these. I'm not into these movies anymore, and it's just that. Uh, I don't know. Am I getting old now? Am I going to no, be? They're, because they're just recycled movies from your childhood. Yeah. Well, not this, not Zombieland necessarily, but sort of. That was ten years ago. True. You're yeah. a totally different person ten years ago. True, in a totally different world ten years ago yeah. too. But Terminator, yeah, it's. I think it's time to die. Um, it's just. That's what the it, next one should be called. Uh, time, time to fucking die. <laughs> Or at least finally give us a, a movie where it's a war. Give yeah. us give us the humans versus the computers like we've wanted for so long that we get a little taste of in every single movie. I thought that scene was awesome in in this one where the Terminators are coming out of the water. Yeah. They're coming out blasting people mm-hmm. and then some Terminators are getting killed. And that's the movie I want to see. I want to see this whole... John Connor fighting this whole resistance and making it to the end and, and I think they they wanted to do that with Salvation but they never, it, it bombed so they never went off. Yeah, because I was going to say Salvation is sort of that. But sort of, but then they fun too. Yeah, and there's know. no fun in that movie. The the casting in it uh, I think Christian Bale's fine. 
He didn't really work. He didn't give a shit. I love him. (laughs) Fiercely. He didn't really work. He didn't work. Um, Some of the other characters, Sam Worthington, he's whatever. Uh, That whole thing just fell apart. And give us a war movie. That's that's what I would like to see. With a charismatic lead. (laughs) Not that Christian Bale's charismatic, but he wasn't technically the lead of Salvation. Sam Worthington was. I probably wouldn't be either, too, if I had fucking Mick G as a director. (laughs) Fuck. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. is the 1982 cartoon kids movie, The Secret of Nim. And this is your movie, like I've said uh, previously. You got to pick it. Childhood classic of us, because we're older people. We both were born in 1980. Mm -hmm. Uh, And this was a staple for both of us growing up. Um, I think some of the earlier conversations we've had in our relationship, we have talked about um, this movie. Yeah. Secret of Nim, because it was a big part of our childhood. It was. And watching it again, it's astounding to me how often you reference this movie <laughs> still. <laughs> Just little lines here and there, like on a weekly basis at least. Okay, so we'll go through the movie and then I want to tell you, and then I want you to tell me which lines I say all the time. Okay. Then I'll try to remember. Try- <laughs> Put me on the spot, man. <laughs> so, The Secret of Nim. Get my synopsis paper out here. Yes. You, you write so wonderfully. I call this my first horror movie. I don't really think it's a horror movie, but it was definitely a gateway into my loving horror. It's it's violent. Yeah, it is. It, it, yeah, yeah, I can see why it can be scary to younger people. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. I uh, It never really scared me growing up. I'm, that's not saying anything, though, because... I don't, know, I don't know if it scared me. I mean, I loved it. Mm-hmm. It's kind of violent. Yeah, there is some... There are some violent parts, and yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Um, Secret of Nim. To save her ill son, a field mouse must seek the aid of a colony of rats, with whom she has a deeper link than she ever suspected. This is based on a novel that is not nearly as good as the movie. And it's a, a different name, too. Yeah. Uh, what's the name of it? Well, it's The Secret of Nim. Oh, Mrs. Brisby and the Rats of Nim. Yes. Yeah. Ah, you've read the book. Mrs. Frisbee and the Mrs. Rats of Nim. Frisbee, Sorry. yes. So they, they had... made her name less stupid in this. Right, and plus, I think Frisbee is like a, a trademark name, so... Oh, I'm, so they had to I'm, rename may, her? Yeah, maybe. But Good. I, I like Brisby anyway. Me too. That sounds like an actual last name. Yes. <laughs> um, so this movie is uh, about, a, uh, about these rodents... And other animals that are being tested, that were tested on in a lab. And they were given, like, the serum, which gave them um, intelligence Mm -hmm. and the ability to speak. 
and, and read, read yeah. and uh, figure shit out and use their hands and shit. Yeah, steal electricity. Yes. So they escape from this this lab. Um, only the rats and mice, it seems like, were able to escape out of this little hole. The rats and two mice. Uh, well, there the were, there were uh, yes, there were ten mice that also got yeah. to escape with them, but didn't make it out because they were too light, and it was like a um, an air duct. shaft, yeah. Yeah, and they were blown out and, two, and killed. Eight of them were. But two of them survived, and one of them... Uh, was named Jonathan Brisby, and he was able to save the rats because he was the only one to be able to fit in, fit between like this grate to open up uh, the outside for these rats so they mm-hmm. can escape. So he's he's a hero to mm-hmm. to the rats and to everyone really. His name has traveled, but unfortunately, before this movie starts, he's killed by a cat. And, yeah. Um, miss his wife, Mrs. Brisby is caring for her for their children and her sick son who has pneumonia timmy so she has to go out on her own without her husband to go and get medicine and um later on we learn out that she um the plow in this field that where all these animals live is going to start plowing pretty soon and that they have to leave but she unfortunately can't move her son because he has pneumonia so mm-hmm. that's like our biggest uh our biggest plot in the movie. Um, so from there, we we first really get to see Miss Brisby and her like go out and find this medicine for her son, and we, that's when we get to meet Mister Ages. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mister Ages was the other mouse that was with uh, Jonathan Brisby, and he's uh, kind of like an old codgery mouse. And Mrs. Brisby asks for his help, and he's able to concoct like this powdery stuff for uh, to treat pneumonia for her for Timmy. This is one of the this is one of the things that you say all the time, and it's just a random line. So he goes to his little medicine table to put this stuff together with all these test tubes, and there's like a moth and a ladybug there. <laughs> so the ladybug doesn't move fast enough, and he picks it up, and he goes, "Oh shoo shoo shoo, go on." <laughs> you do that all the time, like to the cats or yeah, when I'm the, in your way. Oh shoo shoo shoo. <laughs> he does say it again too when he's trying to get rid of Miss Brisby, take it out of his crib, and. and Ages, he seems to live in the plow, I think? Or he lives in a, a, a structure that's like a plow in a way? Or it looks like, like a combine. Combine, yeah, he yeah. looks like a combine, broken mm-hmm. up combine. He's got his own little lab there and everything. Yeah. So Miss Brisby leaves, and when she leaves, though, she encounters this bird. Uh, play, crow. Voice, this crow, <laughs> voiced by Dom DeLuise, who is one of the best voice actors ever. Yes. He, uh... You don't know, he did um, Itchy and All Dogs Go to Heaven. Oh, shit, he's done so much more stuff that I can't even think so of right much. now. Um, but awesome. he's, it, the novel, he's like a, the crow is like this dumb bumpkin, Jeremy. But in the movie, they turn him into this, like, old Jewish New Yorker. <laughs> <laughs> and he's hilarious. He's clumsy. Yeah. yeah. He's really funny. And he ends up helping Miss <clears throat> Brisby out throughout the movie because he... I don't know, he can fly and stuff, and he's kind of somewhat fearless with her. He's pretty brave when mm-hmm. he goes to protect her, even though he doesn't know her, yeah. Right, yeah. So they form a relationship. Um, unfortunately, he's too loud, and Dragon, the cat, ends up hearing him. There's a big struggle. Uh, Dragon goes and attacks Mrs. Brisby, and she, like, loses her little, her medicine uh, that she was going to give to Timmy, but 
luckily Jeremy found the envelope, gave it to her, and then, then that's when they get a, a nice tight relationship. Another thing you reference all the time, whenever one of us is sick, you joke <laughs> about bringing home an envelope of medicine. <laughs> <laughs> and I have before, though, so that's just great. <laughs> just to make you laugh, damn it. <laughs> one of these days I'm going to bring home medicine and just wear like a, a red cloak like she does. And nothing, nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> hope I don't have any friends over when that happens. <laughs> uh, yeah, me too. I just hope you're not sick ever again. So. Thank you. Uh, Ditto. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, from there, uh, Brisby finally makes it home, and she lives in, like, this kind of cinder-blocky-looking contraption. Uh, she has four children. Uh, of course, like we said before, Timmy's sick. Uh, they have Martin. Uh, what are the other two kids' names? Martin is voiced by Will Wheaton. Yes. From Star that's Trek right. The Next Generation, Toy Soldiers, Stand By Me. Cynthia um, is Jody Hicks. I didn't really know. She hasn't really mm-hmm. done anything since. Uh, and then Teresa. Teresa, which is Shannon Doherty. Yes. Which you never would know because she's literally a child and she sounds like a child. Yes. Yeah. Yes, she does. And then we also get to meet the best character in this movie, to me. Uh, Auntie Shrew. Yes. Your first female hero, I think. Yes, I, I think so, too, next to Ripley. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like you've met her first. <laughs> I, I Probably. I probably <laughs> did see this movie before Aliens. Yeah. Auntie <laughs> <laughs> um, Shrew is, well, I don't think she has been tasked with helping out the colony of mice and all the other rabbits and animals that live in this prairie. They, um... Uh, she kind of appointed herself to do this, yes. and she laments that, like, in the beginning. She's that busybody. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> who is in everybody's business, but then, like, is a victim of that somehow. Yeah. <laughs> Why me? That's yeah, another yeah. one that you do all the time. <laughs> or any of her scoffs, I do. Like, oh! <laughs> Cynthia, dear, don't pull me. You say that all the She's time. She's got a lot of great lines. She does. And I remember when kind of we were first dating i was like yeah annie shrew is my favorite character of this movie and you're like what annie shrew i was like team jeremy and you're like oh i think mr ages is better than annie shrew no i never said that you said something like that and i was like well no listen like hey this is like check this out this is what annie shrew does through the movie she like helps out the whole colony and then when the plow is starting to come miss brisby wants to be brave like her husband was because we end up hearing a lot of stories that um, Jonathan Brisby, her husband, was this great mouse and she keeps hearing this and she knew nothing about this his other life before they Mm -hmm. met. So he's regarded as this great, great animal. So she wants to kind of be like him and she really needs to care for her son because they can't move this big block and he's sick and he can't leave so she can't move so she's in this predicament. She wants to stop this plow and then she kind of gets scared when she does it because it's scary, this big plow. But Annie Shrew is fucking fearless, and she stops the plow herself. She, she like does. She gets rid of, like, the, the gas line or the brake line or whatever, and, like, the whole plow stops right before they hit her house. Hero. She, she does. And this is the turning point, too, for uh, Mrs. Brisby. Annie, after this whole debacle... Annie Shrew kind of goes to her, is like, listen, you got to get your shit together. You got to do something. You got to get your shit together and get your son the fuck out of here. Yeah, figure it out. And then, yeah, then while she's saying this to um, to Miss Brisby, one of the elder rats, the one that escaped with Jonathan, is watching her through, like, magic. He has, like, this 
magic amulet thing. Yeah, there's science and magic yes. in this movie. And I I never questioned it, and I still don't, because yeah, I was I don't like question three, it. so Fuck it. Who, who cares? cares? Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a magic amulet in it. Yeah. Probably like the size of a button anyway, so it's, it's probably very small. Well, he's able to, to watch over Mrs. Brisby while this is all happening. Well, she goes and uh, she has to and uh, go to the great owl mm-hmm. for suggestion on what to do and how to get like how can she stop the plow how can she get her son safe she doesn't know what to do so they're like hey um i forgot who tells her that she has to go see the great owl any shoe any shoe tells yeah. her right okay mm-hmm. so uh uh jeremy takes her to the great owl <laughs> she's afraid of flying in this movie because she uh jeremy offered her a ride home or well, flying home Earlier in the movie, and she's like, "No, I don't. I hate flying." Mm-hmm. But then that writes that scene right after Andy Shrew gave her shit. She's flying with Jeremy to go meet the great owl. Mm-hmm. Uh, An owl that eats mice. Eats like, mice. It's its primary diet. <laughs> Only after dark. Another line I say a lot too. You do say that a lot. Uh, <laughs> Jeremy's line. <laughs> so yeah, right before uh, nighttime, they go and meet the owl, and he's like, "You gotta move." Then I can tell you. And then she. He asks what her name is, and she tells him, he's like, what, Mrs. Jonathan Brisby? And he's like, oh, shit, all right, well, uh, you got to go talk to the rats. The rats will help you. Yeah, and no, like, he doesn't sound like that at all. It's yeah, John no. Carradine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, he doesn't sound like me at all, okay? And, and I feel like in this scene, it's important to note that he eats a moth. And crushes a spider that has yes. been stalking her. It's pretty gross. Yes, absolutely, yeah. I counted those as kills also. You so, should, yeah. yeah. So after that, she goes and meets the rats. And the rats, uh, of course, are smart now. And they live in this rose bush by this uh, farm. And these uh, the tenants of this farm and, and their house and everything have been having problems with rats lately. Um Dragon has had a lot more to do with her cat, mm-hmm. who is the same cat that killed Jonathan Brisby. Mm-hmm. Uh, so these rats have been stealing shit from the house and stealing electricity from this house also yeah. and making their own underground lair in this rose bush, mm-hmm. which I thought was awesome when I was a kid. Like, they have this whole new world down there with, like, yeah. uh, there's, like, a nice little fucking garden area. There's They use a lamp to, to submerge into, like, this underground... Yeah, it's beautifully animated. Yes, yes, absolutely, it is. It's a great movie to look at, mm-hmm. considering it came out in the early eighties. Yeah. Still, still holds up today. Um, and then that's where she meets up with one of the rats. Well, she meets up with Mister Ages there, who uh, he's he works with the rats, and he's questioning like, "Why are you down here?" And she's like, "I I talked to the the great owl. And he told me to come here." And he's like, "Oh shit, you met the great owl." And yeah. That was another big deal, like Mrs. Brisby did. Because apparently, only... no one's done that before. Yeah. Or yeah. lived to tell about it. Lived yeah. to tell about yeah. it. Yeah. So he he brings her to the council of rats uh, to see if they will help her move. And in doing this, we get to meet one of the other rats, a cool rat named Justin. Mm-hmm. He was a good friend of Jonathan Brisby. It's like one of the first animated characters that I was like attracted to before <laughs> I even knew what I was feeling. Like, you know, you guys like Robin Hood, the fox from the Disney movie? <laughs> yep, like that. It's weird, but it happened. <laughs> well, I will say this about that. 
whenever girls dress up like the Space Jam Bunny at Comic-Cons, I'm totally turned you on. You like so. that? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that. So That's even now, so. Anyway, um, so, yeah, they go in front of the Council of Rats, and they tell, I guess, she's Jonathan uh, uh, Brisby's uh, wife, that she went and saw the great owl, so they're all kind of impressed. And then there's a bad rat named Jenner there who kind of sees an opportunity to kill the lead rat of Nicodemus when they move Mrs. Brisby's house. So he changes his mind about helping her, and he sympathizes with her, and he's like, hey, I, you know, uh, we'll help you, you're, you're his wife, we'll get your kids out of there. But he's ultimately planning to kill Nicodemus and make it seem like an accident so the rats will be able to stay in this rosebush and continue to steal things from the um, from the house and from the humans. Yeah. But Nicodemus doesn't want that. He wants to move away and start their own kind of thing without stealing. He doesn't think it's right. Yeah, and Jonathan agrees with him. Yeah. Yes. Um, so that's when uh, they agree to do that and Miss um, Brisby gets to, gets to speak with Nicodemus and it's like, oh, Jonathan was great and everything. And um, he gives her the amulet um, because she, after speaking for a while, she sees that like she's true of heart. You know, she loves her family, loved uh, Jonathan and everything, mm-hmm. and ferries her, like, in this underground, like, canal-looking thing to, um, to the farmhouse because she has volunteered to drug Dragon Mm-hmm. So that they will be able to move the house. Which is how Jonathan died. He was trying yes. to drug the cat. Yeah. And then she volunteers for that, too. She's like, I'll do it. And she ends up drugging Dragon, but in the process is caught by one of the children who live in the house. Mm-hmm. Now, while this is happening, they're starting to move the house. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're kind of going back and forth in between the uh, Miss Brisby trying to escape the uh, being locked in a cage... And them moving the house, and with Jenner also uh, uh, orchestrating Nicodemus's death. Mm-hmm. And the kids inside the house with Annie Shrew. Yes. So Annie Shrew is there once again, helping <laughs> out. Uh, there were a few scenes before this, too, with Annie Shrew and uh, Jeremy. And Jeremy. That was a great, those are great scenes, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she does call him a black buzzard, right. and she puts a little stank on that first <laughs> word, which is uncomfortable. <laughs> Well, we also have to find out what a flim-flam is, because that's what she yeah, calls Mr. Ages. Yeah, I feel like Ages. she's being homophobic there. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, what does flim-flam mean? I, I think we all know. <laughs> I told flim-flam. Um, so during the, the process of this move, Annie Shrew is knocked out unconscious, and the children, along with Timmy, are uh, getting jostled around. Miss mm-hmm. uh, uh, Brisby escapes and starts to join up with the rest of the rats, but that's when Jenner also takes charge and cuts the lines to the house that they're 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 uh, hoisting up, and it's like that big cinder block thingy, and Jenner cuts the lines at the right time, and he kills Nicodemus. Mm-hmm. And at that point in time, Jenner takes that opportunity to say, hey, this is messed up right now, let's go back to the rosebush uh, where we're all safe and everything. Mm-hmm. But while Mrs. Brisby was caught in uh, the house, she overheard a phone call from NIM, which is mm-hmm. the lab that that uh, used the serum on these mice. And right. they're, they're calling, they've lost the mice now, and they're trying to find them, so they're calling all these different areas, like, oh, maybe 
or seen any smart rats running around or questioning how <laughs> they want to get their shit back. So they heard that the Nim is going to come out and destroy that rose bush yeah. with all the rats in it. So when she gets back to well, all the rats, uh, she finds Nicodemus dies and she says, that, hey, they're going to come and kill you guys tomorrow. You got to get the fuck out of there. Jenner doesn't believe them. And then there's a whole fight between Jenner and Justin. Mm-hmm. And uh, Justin comes up on top, of course. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, um, there was it was raining during this whole time, so the whole place was muddy. And when the cinder block dropped, it dropped in mud, and it starts to sink. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cinder. So there's no way you can get that out. No amount of rat power can pull that cinder block out. Yeah. And these children are doomed to die. But yet everyone's still trying to help, including Mrs. Brisby. She's trying her hardest to pull on the, the, the rope to get the cinder block out. It's really it, sad. And then it submerges and she loses the medallion in the mud but the medallion kind of like a what would you say? Just Finds her. Finds her. Courage of the heart is very rare. Stone <laughs> has a power when it's there. Uh. <laughs> courage of the heart and the stone knows it and it finds her. Right. And she uses the stone to lift the house up out of the mud and put it down safely mm-hmm. and after that scene we get to see that everyone's moved away from there now and all the mice are happy timmy's feeling better now he's still inside still can't get out of bed nope yeah. um the rats have moved along and uh, miss brisby has given the, uh, the the amulet or whatever to justin so he can kind of take over for the rats. And Teresa is bandaging her hands, so it yes. must burn the shit right, out yeah. of her hands. Yes. Yeah. Um, Jeremy and uh, comes by at the end, too, and he... Throughout the movie, he he wants to find love. <laughs> yeah, he's nesting. He's, he's trying nesting. to find a, uh, someone to nest with. So he has all this string. The running joke is that he has all this colorful string. Yeah, he, wants he thinks to it'll attract me. Yeah. <laughs> and it does. He, gets, uh, he ends up getting a female crow, and they... End up together at the end, and Annie Shrew's still alive. We get to hear her yelling for Miss Brisby, and everyone's happily ever after. Yeah. Uh, it's a great movie. 13, it is. 13 kills in this movie. Um, I give it an A. Me too. Um, I love it. Yeah. More and more. I, you know, you think that you're going to age, and it's not going to be as good as you age. But... Right, but this one definitely definitely sticks with you and it has a great message too yeah so um yeah this is a definite a for me i know it's is this rated g or pg i'm pretty sure it's rated g in the 80s they used to rate stuff like this g yeah well hell man uh great movie anyway definitely check this one out if you haven't uh it's so good to do good movies uh but it's good to do do, Uh, we'll see what happens next week. Uh-huh. I got a Wings Hauser movie coming up next yeah, week. Yeah, you're going to backslide a lot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we'll see how this next movie for next week will be like. Uh, I've been wanting to do this one for a while. haven't never seen it. I uh, can't wait to do it. Mm. But, um, yeah, that's about it for us this week. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Yeah. We'll be back next week. Uh, and then we'll go from there, man. Uh I got a bunch of shit ready, a bunch of different movies lined up, so... It's going to be a great year. Yep, great year. Moving forward. All right, take it easy, guys. Thanks for listening.